0: Welcome to 3Talk, coaching conversations for modern day living. With backgrounds in business, marketing, and teaching, Susie, Lucia, and Fleur bring you tips and tools to help you live the life you want to live. 3Talk, transforming lives for the better.
1: Welcome back to 3Talk. Today we're going to be discussing the importance of empathy in improving our health and happiness. Just walk a mile in his moccasins before you abuse, criticize and accuse. If just for one hour, you could find a way to see through his eyes instead of your own muse. Mary T. Lafrap walk a mile in his moccasins, a poem that was written in the 1800s. So the word empathy first was introduced in 1909, when a German psychologist called Edward Titchener introduced this German term, which means feeling into. So people often get confused between empathy or sympathy. And the difference is, for example, if you hear that someone you know has lost a loved one, your response could be one, to send a card, which is sympathy, or two, to bring chicken soup, which signifies that you're feeling really badly for the other person and you've taken action on your words. So you're in the suffering with the person and caring about what he or she needs. Of course, you can still care and feel if you're sending a card, but it shows more empathy if you're really feeling their pain. So research indicates that possessing empathy is crucial for good mental health, as being able to connect with others and share enough of yourself To feel connected in return adds immeasurably to relationship happiness. And human connection, as we know, plays an essential role in our well-being. And it's important to recognize that need for real person-to-person interactions and why we should prioritize fostering these strong relationships. And one way of doing this is through empathy. Empathy also removes our toxic emotions especially important at this time of year with family celebrations coming up we can easily be triggered by other people in my personal experience empathy has helped me release emotions such as anger jealousy resentment all these emotions that can clog the soul have you got any examples lucia
0: i do and i feel like you know the way i like looking at empathy in my case is putting myself in somebody else's shoes the moment I can put myself in somebody else's place and try and have an understanding or at least try and have a look into what they may be thinking or feeling all of a sudden it becomes much more easier because I am able to understand what where they are coming from I am able to start to visualise in a way uh, what's going through their minds, which may or may not be what I'm thinking or feeling, but at least it puts me in an understanding position, which is much better than a defensive position. For many years, I had this difficult situ- approach, I would say, not situation, to work in which I was getting offended. But things that were said, things that were done, And it was only when I came to it with this approach of, okay, let me try and have a look at what's going on here. Let me try and understand what the situation is about and what truly is going on, or at least have an insight as to what this company may be thinking or what my boss may be trying to say when he or she is saying this. And that allowed me to kind of relax into it and coming at it from a much easier place because... I was then able to understand the reasoning behind some actions or some words that were being said. And that made things easier for me because I understood that, A, it wasn't something against me. It was just a situation and it was things that had to be done in a certain way, but it wasn't an attack. Uh, So I think these can really help people understand that what is happening or what is said begin with it may not be something that it is personal and it's not something that is against you and I think that's the other thing that I started to realize that a lot of these uh, miscommunications were something that was coming from a place of selfishness is not the word but you know when the person attacking you is hurting themselves that's normally the way they manifest it so I think that's You
1: know that's, yeah, that's what fear that's here, looking isn't, at it, yeah, I think it's that fear, isn't it? A lot of people are coming from fear. Mm-hmm. they're already judging themselves so their behavior might not be what we like, but if we can empathize with it, we're not so angry and in conflict with it, so we're taking that judgment away. so much of our work as coaches involves helping clients look outside themselves and have empathy for others. Because the more you can widen your perspective, the less you are bogged down with your problems. That's why volunteering can offer more rewards for the one doing the good deed than the ones being helped. So there's three types of empathy. In order to be more completely understood, it is essential to understand these three kinds. So we have cognitive empathy, affective empathy, and compassionate empathy. So cognitive empathy, this involves more rationality than emotion. So cognitive is when we do thinking. It's the ability to put yourself in another's shoes, like we were saying earlier, so that you can understand why he or she believes something.
0: Yeah, the number two is affective empathy, also called emotional empathy. And this is the ability that allows us to feel another's emotions and Hence, we have a shared emotional experience because when you see someone who is sad, you feel sad as well. I think affective empathy is a wonderful building block for great relationships, although it is important to guard against being too empathic. I think you need to be aware of where this feeling of understanding the person that you've got in front of you ends or blends with you taking that feeling with you
1: yeah and this is not about making excuses for people and allowing them to kind of affect you badly because I know that I've had friends who's had relationships and they keep making excuses for their partners behaving in a certain way and then they stay in a relationship that's not good This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, but not letting that affect what you want to achieve in your life and what you want to bring into your life. So it's not about making excuses for people. Mm -hmm. So number three is compassionate empathy, also known as empathic motivation or concern. Compassionate empathy is exemplified by someone feeling inspired by another's plight to take action on his or her behalf. With compassionate empathy, you understand it without letting your emotions engulf you, and then you can take action. According to psychologist Daniel Gorman, which is the author of Emotional Intelligence, applied the real world guide to emotional intelligence, it is the best way to practice compassionate empathy is by asking the other person what you can do to help. And if he or she cannot put it into words, ask yourself, what would help you if you're in that situation? And then you act from that. So we're now going to go on to five ways to become more empathetic. Other research points to those with an innate and strong ability to empathize with another's pain as possessing cognitive neural processes that transcend the strictly sensory process of feeling their own pain. So it's kind of like the neuro pathways in your brain. You can use the logical part of it as well. However, this doesn't mean that someone who lacks this ability, for instance, a person who simply cannot relate to why a spouse would want to be told I love you more than once a year and has never shed a tear whilst watching Comic Relief can still learn to intuit someone else's mindset and emotions. So it can be learned. So this is going to be five ways. So first one is be curious about others. So kind of step outside your bubble. Certainly being a coach has enabled me to truly see that just because I haven't personally experienced um, some of the problems, whether it's physical abuse, um, loss, being bullied, for example, I can still zero in on what that feels like by asking questions and truly listening to impact that these life experiences have had on people, because remember, everybody's totally different, aren't they? The United Nations suggests having a conversation with at least one stranger a week, not about things like the weather, which is very English, as we know, but about experiences and feelings can help us increase empathy.
0: Mm. To me, the key thing here is be curious. That is the source of everything. If you think that you can't relate to something, at least be curious, ask questions and try and make the connections as to what someone is saying and what they are letting show with the body language or things like that. So it might not be something that naturally comes to you, but as you said, be curious. That to me is the key thing.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like when you meet someone, isn't it just say in your head, I'm curious. And then that kind of allows you to think curiously because you've already set that intention which goes to number two: pay attention. Start noticing the other person's facial expressions and body posture. Listen closely to the tone of voice. This involves casting casting aside the cascade of thoughts and opinions flooding into your head. So, trying to be back in that moment with that person's world. So, trying to be truly present.
0: Yeah, and I think this is something that will really, really help you in discerning. Uh, you know, because sometimes I think we all have had that person in front of us that we know we know is not well, and some things are not going right, yet his or her words are, yeah, no, I'm fine, everything's fine, but yet you can see in the expression, you can see in their eyes that is actually not fine. So I think to be able to pay attention to those gestures, the way they move, the way they talk, the words they use is something that can really give you an indication as to what really is going on. And this is something that, you know, we see in coaching uh, day in, day out because people, um, or, you know, I think as a generation, we try to pretend and mascade what goes on and give the feeling that everything is okay when deep down on if you scratch, it actually isn't. And, you know, I think there's some beautiful sense in it. We are all flawed and it's about being able to show these flows and learning to recognize where these flaws are coming through.
1: Yeah, and that's about being vulnerable ourselves, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We can be vulnerable about our own feelings and things that are happening. That helps us to connect and people and be more empathetic with other people. So that leads us to number three, connect through eye gazing. So Sean Nason, author of The Power of Yes, in innovation, suggests an exercise guaranteed to move the empathy needle forward, to so kind of stare, not weirdly, not alien-like, but look into someone's eyes for a few minutes, be it a romantic partner, friend. Maybe a little bit less if it's a stranger. <laughs> Bonus points if you can do that. Yeah. How do you feel differently about this person? So when you really stop, and I do that often with the kids. I really try and stop and look into their eyes and so I can really try and think and feel how they're feeling in this moment, even if they're sharing something nice or they're trying to tell me something that's not so nice for them. So I can be more curious about how they're feeling. I think that really works when you connect through the eye.
0: And it really does make a difference. I mean, um, I work in the city centre in London and, you know, regularly I pop out to buy some lunch or coffee or whatever. And the amount of times that I'm queuing and I'm seeing these people like, you know, queuing up at the uh, costas or prets and they just pay without even looking at the people serving them. And then when you come to the till and you're going to pay and you literally look at them in the eyes for 30 seconds and ask the question, how are you today? Their faces lit up. And I think you can see how making that little connection can truly have an impact and can show you the way in which that can transform relationships. And this is talking about 30 seconds paying for a meal. So imagine the effect that this can have if you make this connection with the people that you love, whether it's a partner, family, or whatever, and try to really understand and make that connection, looking in the eyes, and try and see through that, try and, and understand what's going on and what are the motivations behind that look. I think it could be super powerful.
1: Yeah, and so connecting, and like we said at the beginning, that connection with people, real people, is so important. You see so many people with their head down on their phone when they're queuing up, where they could have a little chat with an old person or, you know, someone in their street. It's crazy the amount of time we're looking at a screen when we can have these real-life connections and empathize with others. This leads me on to number four, read fiction. Studies have shown that walking a mile in another's moccasins is a task made easier by reading literary fiction that truly brings you into worlds you would not otherwise enter. For me, I'd also say reading nonfiction helps me deeply feel about other people's lives when you can really walk through something that they've actually experienced. And I think now with podcasting as well, you can listen to a lot of people's life stories and understand it even deeper because you're actually hearing them talk about something they've experienced. I remember last week I was listening to a lady who um, had fibromyalgia and how she managed to overcome it with sleep exercise nutrition silence and just hearing her words I thought how powerful for somebody else who's suffering to realize that people can very slowly help themselves out of these horrible autoimmune diseases so yeah we're listening to podcasts at the moment I think is brilliant for helping us walk in other people's shoes
0: Yeah, I think the point here is that as with everything in life, when you don't know about something, mirror others until you have worked out your way of doing it. Like, you know, if I see it with my little ones, right? Uh, We are reading a book that they are obsessed right now, which teaches them about emotions and what you're likely to feel or experience if you're experiencing any one of those. And I think it's a beautiful way for them to start to understand what's happening inside them that they can't really understand. And equally, I try showing them how I'm feeling those things. Like, you know, if I am angry, I would try verbalize it to them instead of saying, I'm just really mad. I'll try telling them what's going on inside me so they can start to make the connection and understand how that feeling might be inside them. And I think this can be very important, especially at younger ages, because again, we tend to silence children and tell them not to express something, not shout, not whatever. Um, And you know, fair enough, when you're in public spaces, you don't want your little ones shouting. But I think that is important for them to understand that all those feelings are allowed to be happening. So they can also recognize when some peers of theirs are going through those. I think there is, uh, you know it's an essential work to be done in there uh, but as you said I think like you know reading listening to podcasts even watching movies so you can see all the colorful and all the emotional palette that goes through them that can also help you understand how others are behaving and how you are behaving yourself so I think that can be one of the mirroring examples that we were talking about.
1: Movies are a key because our brain works visually. So I know I watched a biopic at the weekend of a very sad story of someone was jailed for something they didn't do. And I can really feel the pain of his mother and of him. And I think we forget that watching movies, well, TV's kind of given a bad space these days, but if it's watched with intention, I think, again, like Lucia said, you can really... Feel more empathy, which leads us to our fifth and final point, acknowledging our own feelings. When we can empathize with ourselves, we have more empathy with others. So being kind to ourselves how important that is, is so important because then we are less stressed and then we have more energy and kindness within us to empathize with others. So looking after our own health and well-being. And
0: this one can make a dramatic difference, I would say. Like I mentioned earlier, like, you know, me trying to verbalize and show my children, how I'm feeling. But I think equally, I'm getting much better at understanding what I'm coming from as well. Because there'll be times that I had a hard day at job or I am really tired because I haven't slept that well. And so things that they do can trigger me. And I am more inclined to react or snap Uh, than I would do if I had all things running smoothly so I think it is very important to recognize where you're coming from and what uh, you know emotions are brewing inside you and how you are reacting to those in order to control and emphasize and empathize Uh, like you know because most of the time again with the example of my of my children all they want to do is play with you and get your attention yet what you want to do is lay on the sofa because you would um, so you know I think it is important to understand that recognize that and be kind to yourself and say yep yeah, this is what I'm feeling this is what's happening and take a deep breath take a walk if needed be and then come back at it with a different perspective and a kind of perspective I would say.
1: Thank you Lynchia. so on a micro level empathy is important to help us better coexist with everyone in our life. However, on a macro level, it's what may consider a contentious, narrow-focused environment where there is callous disregard toward people lacking a common bond, other than membership in the human race. Strengthening our empathy muscle is urgent. Thank you for joining us today. Please share with anyone you think will find this podcast useful. Thank you for joining and subscribing, and we really appreciate it as we can keep giving this free content. If you are not subscribed, do subscribe on iTunes as then it will alert to you of the next episode. Happy empathizing. Send you lots of positive energy, love and happiness. Have a great Christmas. Bye for now.